Welcome to today's episode of Taking Care of Business. This is November's edition where we're going to talk about what's gone on in the market, recent property news, transactions, anything related to the Dubai property market you need to know. Most importantly, we are filming this on the 7th of December. Yeah. Are we in that Christmas mood? Any Christmas songs going on? Trees obviously up. Well, I've put on nearly a kg in that's just not good. No, that's really not good. I weighed myself the other day and I was like, oh my God, Christmas is here. Um, so yes, if I've done that, <laughs> Christmas has got so you put here. weight on, it means it's Christmas time. Pretty much how it goes, Dan. Yeah, and obviously everywhere you go, I think Christmas is like a trance, isn't it? You know where everyone just sort of rocks to the Christmas movie 30 days and they just go like, I'm here for it. Boxing day though, train is down, it's gone. Christmas is over, finished. I have a rule in the house, there's no tree. And there is no music allowed. At that point, every playlist is deleted and tree is down on 26. See you next year. See you next year. So we are here today not to talk about Christmas. We're here to talk about the November's report. So we just recently got all the data from everything that's happening in Dubai uh, for last month. And we've got another report coming out towards the end of this month to summarize all of 2023. Some real big numbers that kind of popped up in November. Um, so landmark numbers specifically to do with the all-time record mm. being achieved. So I think for some people that's scary because you hear the all-time record for Dubai. It takes you back to 2007? 14. 14, would it be? Yeah. Last, the last highest peak, 14, yeah. Okay, 2004, only seven years off. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you look at them, uh, them peak numbers, Dubai is not the same city. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that I tell to everybody is that if you look at Dubai from 2007, 2014 to 2023, you see the transition of the city with the type of people that are living here, the type of businesses that are opening up and uh, the type of taxes that are now in, in place. Um, so, I mean, just to give you a snapshot of some of the stuff, if you look from 2014 to 2023, you have VAT. VAT has been in the, in the country now for five years. Yeah, probably about that. Yeah, about five years. So that's 5% of every goods bought. Um, you have to pay towards the government a fee. Um, and then obviously we now have corporation tax of 9% that come in from January this year. Is that the right? January? Well, due actually this year, but we our first financial year is January. Okay, fine. So the, these figures here show you that uh, there is a lot of money being invested into um, Dubai at the moment from the government, from people living here. So the previous record was 12, well, just shy of 1,250 dirhams a square foot. That was the previous record average. That was surpassed in November. What do you think the perception is of people out, not just on the floor, but yeah. people out in the market when they've read this? I've got my view. Yeah. Uh, my first view is whether people have read that, it's perhaps scared a few people that, you know, people have got scars from what happened seven, eight, nine years ago when we've seen a bit of a decline in the property market. What do you think from when you spoke to people and these people read this highline number, we're at the peak, do you think it scared people? Yeah, because obviously as an investor, no one wants to buy at the top. And there's this perception where they say Dubai is um, a volatile city and it's a volatile investment, but is it really? You can look at the graph and it shows you that, but if you look at the 2014, I always talk about it, it's the double transfer fee that they put in to stop the, the, the overheat in the property market and the decrease in loans. There's a reason that that cycle that was happened. on purpose. Exactly. slow down in 2014 was done on purpose by the government I think fair play to them. Yeah, it works. It works. Yeah. But where we're at today now, the fundamentals are so much different with regards to population. Yeah. You've been harping on it for years and years about people coming to country. And it's not just anecdotal now. You look at the roads, you look at the numbers to say over 100,000 
more than 100,000 new people coming to the city this year. We've not handed over 100,000 houses. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I haven't got the stats in front of me. If it's more than 70,000 houses handed over, I've got the numbers. So less than 50,000 new properties have been handed over in 2023, less than. So this is the pressure. This is when people talk about the pressure of Cook or the property market. It's there because where do these 50,000 live? Um, you know, they move into country. It's great these launches happening, but these people have to find a home today and for the next three years until this house handed over. So even what happened last year, I mean, if let's say 40,000 properties handed over last year, I'm pretty sure more than 40,000 people came to country. So this deficit them in, Dubai's paying catch up to where there's enough houses, enough people, we're probably a good five to maybe 10 years where there's actually enough supply for people if we're going at the same rate with people coming into the country. And I think we are. I think we will go into the same rate uh, because it's not like it's a new thing for us. What you're finding is people are moving from the UK, US, France, Germany. If you look at the stats we have every year uh, and every month, you obviously see the Russians. So when the Russian market was booming over here, uh, they were relocated here. And then you had the French and recently it's been the Germans. Yep. Uh, there's always a high nationality of people here. So um, I'll give you some of the reasons why. Yep. So Dubai, number rated the number one for on TripAdvisor for tourism. That's just one. Number two, we're number eight in the global index. Number three, we're rated number one for expat relocation in general. Yep. And the last one, COP28, which is just... Um, it's just been ongoing recently. He generated over 30,000 new jobs, and that's just to name a few. And what about the uh, 24 7 uh, car race that takes place behind us on Motor City? Yeah, there's lots of car races here. Can you hear that, James, or not? Can you hear it in the speakers? It's the loudest car race ever. I mean, it's exciting. It's, it is exciting. Um, population numbers 100,000 people, more than 100,000 people joined Dubai this year, apparently, which is a 3% population increase in growth. But what's really good for me, I like seeing, is over 30,000 new business setups. Me. So what does that mean? New businesses means what? New jobs. More jobs. More jobs mean? More people. More people mean? More homes. They need to write buttons. And who's there to find them homes? We're here. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, talk about business setup very, okay, very briefly. Um, I've talked about it before and everyone knows what we do. We're very open what we do. We've bought 28,000 square feet of offices. We have a vision that we believe looking at stats and data shows that the commercial market and occupancy is going to boom and will continue to boom and put a pressure on commercial landlords. Um, do you foresee the commercial market having this problem where 30,000 businesses are open, but tell me five launches that you know that happened in commercial markets? I shared yesterday to you a CBRE report independent report basically saying that the average occupancy rate has gone up from, I believe, 86% to 95%. So what that basically says is now there's loads of new businesses coming into country, renting uh, all these office spaces, and there's next to nothing available, which is kind of forced our man in buying multiple offices this year because we don't want to be in a predicament where being kicked out and at the mercy of these rent rent increases. And the big thing if you own an office is not the rent. The rent you can deal with is to fit out. And if you have to do a fit every three years because you're being kicked out because rents are gone up, that's when it becomes a pain. So owning an office is a is a long term vision, isn't it? But to answer your question, there is nowhere near enough office space to cater for all these businesses coming in. I think DMCC are launching something down in Uptown, which yeah. I had a developer sales Finton goes on about, and you know, it's the next 
place to be, yeah. seems to think. There needs to be more of them being brutally honest. There needs to be more purpose-built stuff, not just random stuff being built anywhere. There's a lot of super luxury being built. I think, obviously, we want to cater to, to Dubai, but not everyone is in the super luxury market. We talk about uh, the branded residents around the world at the moment, whether it's Nobu, Rasa, Kema, uh, the Marriott, uh, the W, um, the list could go on of super branded residences. Just on branded residences, because... If you if you don't live in Dubai and naturally from afar, you kind of feel that it's a lot of glitz and glamour, maybe streets paved with gold, or maybe to a degree it's not, um, it, you know, it's very superficial. But actually, you look at the branded residences, which it is, you know, you, people are buying into that lifestyle, that, that upper end market, but it's actually caught on around the world. You look at Manchester. Yeah. Manchester, um, there's been a launch, the W have launched recently. So I don't think it's a Dubai thing. I think people in general are, are prepared to pay that luxury. I said, um, I was back in the summer in the UK, I think I said it's the last podcast I was on the one before, and I said, when I went to London, after living in branded residences and going to these places where you pick up your suitcase, you've got your pool, your spa, and your concierge, I went back to London and had our place there, and I love our place there, but when I was there, I was just like, how do I get the pool? Where is, how do I get the restaurants? How do you get the shopping? There's no elevators where you are, right? So you carry stairs. I've literally got a carry. So when you get there, you've got two, lots of heavy cases. cases. And you, you're walking through the door and you're looking around for a porter. No concierge. <laughs> so I do think a lot of people want the plug-in and play approach. I think they want to be able to walk in and not just the apartment. It's the lifestyle that comes with it. Now, you have a place in London hanging over in February. Yes. Looking and forward to it. Why did you buy that? If Saad, Saad wanted to be close to me. Can't stand you. <laughs> um, honestly, it's got a swimming pool there. It's got a gym. Um, it's twenty four seven concierge. I want to get when I go there. I want, I want everything there on the yeah. doorstep. They don't want to have to go anywhere else, which is what a lot of people are looking yeah. for. And that's where I think the branded residents come in. One interesting fact about branded residents: if you're watching this, we were doing some data analysis on um, the property market. We looked at three bed in Marina Standard Tower. and looked at three bed in the Vida. I think we did PRPs about a couple of weeks ago. Three bed in the Vida, branded residences, uh, coming at 350 to 380,000. You could do a three bedroom in Marina for 180,000. The actual metric difference between the two is absolutely obscenely different, but people pay it. People do pay it. So, branded residences, I think, is a good thing. So, getting off the property market, I've got some interesting stats to talk about what Allsop and Allsop have seen. And I think this is uh, gives you a good indicator of where Dubai is at and where the market is at. So, First of all, um, our listings up 68% um, from the year on year. year on year. What does that tell us? It tells us that more people are willing to list, maybe at the higher price that they think they're going to get. Um, and we're seeing locked active sellers looking to list their property. I think we are in a moment of potentially a change in tide in the marketplace. Um, I think there's a lot of sellers for the last two and a half, three years that have seen prices go up astronomically. And I think on average, it's around 40 odd percent in the last three years. Yeah. I think a lot of people are trying to cap, jump on the bandwagon and try and make the most of that. Where I think we're at right, right where we are today is you've got buyers that have been affected by the increase in interest rates, which has affected affordability hugely in the last 18 months. You've now got sellers where let's say the price on average of this particular property is 5 million. They're, what they're trying to do is trying to achieve 7 or 8 million. Massively over in the hope someone will pay it. And I think we're, we're at the minute is in general across the market is maybe a bit of a Texas standoff in certainly sub 5 billion marketplace uh, where sellers want X, buyers can't afford X or we're not prepared to pay it. And there's a bit of a um, kind of meeting their minds where 
where the, where the market should be. I think this is where the data comes in. If you see more listings come on, it doesn't mean they're selling. This is this is the interesting part for buyers. Buyers now looking at Data Hub, our data platform, where you can see recently sold transactions. They're now looking at sold data rather than marketing prices, which is such a big thing for us because these owners that are listing seven million, they're not getting seven million. So we're having to educate the sellers. Actually, you're no way near where the market is. So I agree. I would definitely have been at a standoff. Um, for the last couple of months or so, where there's been a, a, a who's going to stand their ground the furthest. And I think we're still a little bit in it, but I do think there is, the good thing about this market is everyone wants to buy. It's just the affordability of being able to buy. And what we're saying is prices aren't coming down by no means. What we're saying is that sellers that are being overly ambitious, naturally, I'm sure you want to get as much as you possibly can do, but jump on Data Hub, make sure whatever you're advertising your property for, um, it's within reason of similar price transactions, so you can kind of justify your price. Of course, if you've done more, you spent money in it, you can ask more money, but not 30, 40, 50% more the next transaction. Well, that was the market. I mean, when I was in London, I had an offer on my house, and it was probably 25, 30% above what it, that it was actually worth, and I ended up rejecting it. Um, I don't think I'd get that now in today's market mm-hmm. because I think the buyers are a lot more cautious in terms of what they're buying. And they've for. been squeezed. They've been squeezed with interest rates. So villa townhouses, so villas and townhouses, rental transactions are up just shy of 60% year on year. What do you put that down to? So that's new transactions happen with us up 60% of the year. Just upsizing. I think obviously the tenants stay here the longest. They move from apartments to land to properties. Also, would like to know how many villas have handed over. I bet there's a, there's a lot of new developments handed over as well. My take on it is, last three years rental prices have gone through the roof, and what we're seeing there with the new the new deals the last twelve months is a lot of tenants have probably been evicted yeah. because of the rental increases. Landlords are asking more money. And that's why probably more people haven't to move because they've been moved out of their own place. You're that landlord, mate. When he's money. At least money. Rental client uh, registrations is up over 100%. So new people registering to look for a property, again, kind of coincides with the last part, really. More people inquiring to rent probably means that, again, they're either looking for somewhere more affordable or having to move because they've been forced to move. And also the 100,000 people that have moved here looking for houses. So that's where we step in again. Yeah. What about flexibility of payment? So we've noticed a big shift more recently with regards to um, you know, how people pay with rent. Yeah, four checks back in, four checks. I mean, it's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Because I think we're, again, another standoff in the market where um, landlords are in control. They've got one check or two check. We're now at four, but we've had this... We've had for a while now this direct debit system and it's just not fully being implemented because trying to get the mass market to understand that this is the way it should be going is quite difficult. The only way I can see it happen is if the land department step in and say, you can only do DDs now. Mm. At the minute, from my knowledge, it's property management firms can only do it for you. And even with me being a landlord, it's not straightforward. No, of course it's not. What is the, do you know what the process is or not? Not inside that property manager do that for me. <laughs> we just get our money. <laughs> okay, so nationalities, bit on nationalities. We've seen Australians, more Aussies coming to country. Yeah. Good day, mate. Oh, God, no. Put a bit shrimp on <laughs> the barbie. Stop buying. <laughs> uh, 4% increase in uh, Australians coming uh, in November for us. 
French big a big percentage increase, four percent uh, increase in French uh, numbers, French uh, French clients. But are we still in a seller's market? That's the question. Are we still in a seller's market? Because these numbers here suggest new listings are up sixty nine percent from last year. Buyer registrations and n- number of people inquiring to buy is also up fifty yeah. percent. So does that kind of feed into all these listings, all these people looking to, to buy? I just think, no, look, I, honestly, I think it's a seller's market. I do. But I think it's a seller's market at the right price. If you have the right property at the market price, it will sell and someone will buy it and there will be a demand for it. But if you've got a property that you're leaving online for three months in the hope that it sells, no one wants their properties. Is it safe to say the market is in a different place now to what it was the early part of the year? 100%. Yeah. This is a good thing. Yeah. You can't continue to go 15, 20% year on year. This it makes it unaffordable for people to buy. Looking at the data that I see here from the DLD, uh, interesting stats is 73% of the whole market secondary. Unbelievable. What does that say? Could be loads of factors when you look at the data. Could be that over the summer, perhaps not a lot of properties were registered um, by, by the developers could mean that maybe off-plan prices are probably not as attractive as what they were 12 months ago. Could be loads of factors, but it's really interesting, really. We've seen off-plan transactions early part, a few months ago, really, were more dominant versus the secondary market. But that's changed. Okay, and then cash buyers increased by 16% year on year. That's to do with the off-plan, or was that just to do? Here comes the money. Here comes the money. <laughs> the Russian money, the life. German money, and the Australian money. Do you know what? Genuinely, I can't remember us on the hell with a note. Like no. A note, a cash. No. Just, yeah. Okay, so I've got a question for you, really. that's not on script. If you're watching this, and they want to know what one of the Allsop and Allsop boys are doing with their money at the moment, how are they investing? Mm. What's your plan? What are you planning for 2024, the end of the quarter? What do you want to do? Where do you see your money being placed? And how's that going to, how's that going to work? Branded, residences, rental, boring, rental, 5%, 6% yields, um, mixture of off plan and probably some secondary. So it's a little bit, like a little cocktail going on. That sounds like a nice cocktail. I am still... I don't want to use the word bullish, but I'm still very confident this property market has legs. And even if it's oh three, four, five percent of the year, I think that's great. Rather than it's the dream. 20 percent. Um, maybe some more office space. What about you? Um, I mean, everyone has different investment goals. My goal is cash flow generation, uh, renting, boring, rent, 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 rent. Um, office space definitely, because I think there's legs in that. Um, and again, brand of residence, we're the same people, aren't we? We're exactly the same way too much time. The amount of time <laughs> during the day, by the way, where we will WhatsApp each other within a second or two seconds of each other, and the message is practically the same thing. Okay, so 2024, let's leave with this. Where do you see the Dubai property market? If you are looking to get in or get out, where is it? I see next year a slowing increase of property price increases. So... I think at the minute, on average, it's rising around what one percent, one point two percent per month. I see that slow a little bit next year into 0.8, 0. 0.9, yeah. uh, until we start seeing a low more inventory. The problem is these developers, and I can tell you firsthand, as someone who's bought a lot of off-plan stuff, these developers never—I don't say never, but they are yeah. very often not—they don't deliver on time, and the, the the actual 
process to get your keys is quite long-winded. It's quite slow. So these 70,000 anticipated handovers next year... Might end up being 50. Might end up being 50 because they're not quick enough to get them out of doors. Um, so I expect still I expect single-digit price increases next year. Um, that can completely change, by the way. If we get to the middle of the year and the interest rates come down, which we expect next year, come down by a percent of one and a half, took my predictions completely out of the window, completely, because Explosive. all of a sudden things have become a lot more affordable. Yeah. What are you? Uh, interest rates pending uh, will be an explosive market again. If not, one or two percent. What's explosive? In a year? Could be 10, 10% a year? 10, 15%. Hon- honestly, it could be that because you would unlock a lot of people that want to buy. Um, how I forecast it, sellers have to be real and look at sold data over that price, over marketing prices. Uh, buyers will buy if the property's right. I think we'll see more properties coming to market and agents will have to spend more time showing clients properties rather than having a hot list of people that are just going to take it without ever coming online. So it'd be a different property market, but up, down, sideways, there's always transactions to be had. Do you know this disconnect with people's asking price and what it's actually selling for? Do you think this might drive people into the off-plan market because they haven't got the hassle of sellers wanting too much money or messing them around because it does happen I know they're going to wait for it I think the, if you look at 76% of the market it's secondary mm. I think there's people that are renting want to buy and that's the basics the the core fundamental market people want to buy that have been pushed out of the market for renting at double the rent that they were paying a couple of years ago so let's see we looked at the average price of square foot comparing some big cities uh, around the world and Dubai is by far probably near the bottom um, I'll give you the stats. New York is 2,900 square foot. Paris, 4,000 square foot. London, 8,900 square foot. And Dubai, 1,200 square foot. What I will say to that is, people always say, oh, oh, there's loads of land, they can build all the land. Let me tell you now, the areas you want to live in, you will live near the sea, near the beach, or near the one schools, there is no land anymore. It's run out. Yeah, and where they're having to build is further out, which of course will have a cost implication to that. Okay, well, that's the final podcast of the year. Uh, the message is uh, structured growth, uh, lots of activity, branded residences, and invest your money so that when you are going to sleep, your money is working for you. Bye, guys. And a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year because you won't see me now. You might see him. I'll be back. I wish you all a very lovely break with your friends and family. Bye.